listeners, welcome back to another spooky, scary edition of We Read It One Night, the podcast where we reawaken your childhood crush on Casper the Friendly Ghost, and don't try denying that you had one. Last week, we brought you witches, and now, with Halloween just around the corner, we're bringing you ghosts in The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. We have Florence Day, our romance novel ghost writer, and Benji Andor, her strict, hunky, and allegedly dead editor, going on basically what amounts to a funeral scavenger hunt around Florence's hometown. Oh, and did we mention that Florence can talk to ghosts? Yeah. Join us for surprise ghost reveals, golden retriever mayors, and some killer puns. Enjoy the show. Obviously, we're we're a puzzling family. Mm-hmm. Um, listener, I'm I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this to you before. If not, we're a puzzling family. <laughs> we puzzle every night. And we leave the puzzle on the table during the day. And obviously the cats go on the table during the day and they like to like sleep in of the course. puzzle boxes and like it's very cute and it's whatever. But obviously, because they're cats, they and inevitably like knock pieces on the floor you know like yeah they like to pick up pieces with their claws and then like sniff them and then put them back in the box but so the last two times we've finished a puzzle we will do all the puzzle and then there will be one piece missing and both times they <laughs> re these pieces reappear 24 hours later next to a cat the next day Addie, one of our cats, is sitting outside my room. And I just like happen to look down. And what do I see? She brought it to your door. An inch from her paw. But the paw, where I don't know where they she take it. She brought them. it to your door as a gift. Where do they That's take so them? Cute. Where do they put them? Why do they I don't take know, them for 24 hours and then give them back? It's only one piece. It's like a reward. It's like a reward. There's no cats in today's Ugh, book, except tragic. tangentially. No, the hero true. has yeah. a cat. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but she never like gets to appear. We never get to meet her. Mm-hmm. And she has a fun name. She has like some sort of what's like the a cat pun name. It's like Cindy Clawford, but not Cindy Clawford. It's the same thing Clawford. as in Love on the Brain where she's like, I bet he's a dog person, but then he has a cat. Yeah. You know. Today we're doing The Dead Romantics by fuck. Ashley Poston. Poston? Oh, that sounds that definitely sounds like an author. I don't know if it's this author. Let me see. <laughs> It definitely sounds like an author. Um, Ashley Poston. Yeah. Yes. Ashley yeah. Poston. The Dead Perfect. Romantics. This is a listener suggestion. A multi-time listener suggestion for spooky season. Halloween read. Full of ghost puns. We're doing the Dead Romantics. Guess what? One of them is dead or not. Um, and I would like to say about this book that I haven't had. I haven't had a ghost reveal this dramatic since I saw Safe Haven by Jewel. <laughs> like starring Julianne Huff like 10 years ago it's this movie it's an adaptation of a Nicholas Sparks novel and in the whole time she like Julia Julianne Huff who is the heroine like she has this like friend it's like you know her her friend who gives her sage advice and you know encourages her to find love and then at the end and the hero so he, the hero's a widower in that movie so his wife's dead and at the end, she sees a picture of his wife. Mm. And guess who his wife is? The ghost. <laughs> and I remember being so like, she was a ghost this whole time. 
the ghost reveal is not the love interest in this movie, but it's it's or in this book, it's a different one. But I just remember I was like, wow, I didn't think that I would experience a ghost reveal. I, I also want to say that I love like how Ashley Poston is like very clearly a romance reader. Like she's constantly oh, for sure. name dropping for sure. like yeah. every, every, every popular romance author that you can think of writing today, like, <laughs> this heroine has read at some point and like name drops at some yeah. point. Like she's in a bookstore and she's like, Oh look, it's Christina Lauren and Alyssa Cole. And like, <laughs> it's like, no, it's like her brother is like guessing who she's a ghostwriter for. And he's like, and then she's like, let me get the new Sarah McLean from the bookstore. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Ashley Posen just like, oh, and she's like, listen, I I know. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the romance in crowd. I know. I know the, the jizz. And then she the jizz. She, <sighs> I really hoped you weren't going to call me out on that because I really Someone regretted it. <laughs> the time that it came out of my mouth. I don't know what I was trying to say. The gist. The jizz. <laughs> well, hey, listen, listen. It's not that one. It's not the first time we've talked about bodily fluids on this podcast, and it I won't mean, be the last. It does go so. with the. It does go with the. It's on brand. The jizz. Unfortunately, the hero cannot jizz for the majority of this book because okay. he is a ghost. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. There are also quite a few like Twilight references, whether intentional or not. Like, okay, so I she's intentional. She's oh. a ghostwriter for Anne. I forgot her name already. Annie, let's call her. Who's like a famous, like long, very prolific, like long standing. Like who's she? Annie Nichols. Who? Who? She's who's basically like Nora Roberts. She's basically she's Nora, Nora Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the hero, the heroine is whose name is Florence. She's been a ghostwriter Fourth for her. Day. Yes, and her editor has left, and so she's going to meet her new editor, and she brings him a cactus as a present like to meet him which is like yeah. Bella in the Twilight movie <laughs> like coming to forks with her cactus yeah I, I love the parody movie when like the actress has like a yeah. giant <laughs> like a giant <laughs> cactus but today so we had a yard sale today and we yeah. made $21 Woo! heck yeah but I was like selling some of my plants Rachel um <gasps> I was wow. trying to sell the one that you dumped on me, but unfortunately no one bought it. But someone did buy one plant and there was these three little boys, like elementary school age boys that like came to the yard sale multiple times. They kept coming mm -hmm. back to buy new things. But the youngest boy was like, I'm going to buy a plant. And his older brothers were like, no, like we have enough plants. What are you going to do with this plant? <laughs> he was like, I'm going to buy a plant. And he like, you know, <laughs> took his quarters out of his pocket and he took home a succulent. Maybe he brought it to this editor. <laughs> Wow, incredible. I wonder if like plant selling is a lucrative business or not. Oh, for sure. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just so no, I'm oversaturated. Like, no, but if you have like, especially if you like can like get like pots, like cool pot, you know what I mean? Like for you can cheap. sell that like a succulent in a pot for like 20 bucks. No, I understand. I just like don't, how easy is it to find buyers? If you go to like the farmer's market, I'm just thinking of like the places oh, sure. in New York that I've bought. There's yeah, that's like not what I'm talking markets. about. I'm talking about like you right now. If you were to start a plant selling business, and just like somehow sell, I don't know, like I don't, I don't know where you would advertise <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. I don't know. My friend's roommate used to do that, and I just don't know if it's like actually lucrative. It feels so Maybe. oversaturated. Like yeah, because you could always just go to like Home Depot or like a farmers market and get it. Like why would you get it from a random yeah, person? But the Home Depot ones are always like dying. Anyway, and I do. I also I just want to appreciate this pun: the fact that she's a ghost 
writer. She's a ghost writer. Yeah, I know. There's, yeah, there's plenty of puns. <laughs> um, she's 5'2", because of course she is. Um, and she does not believe in love anymore because she had like a really shitty ex like a year ago. And he's the worst. Um, yeah, he really <laughs> he's is the worst. absolutely the worst. Um, and even though she's a romance author, like she's really struggling to write this romance book. And that's what she's coming to like ask her new editor for to make it a different genre. <laughs> And he rightfully is like, this is a romance imprint, ma'am. But she also, I did appreciate that she wrote like, um, she's like, yeah, like the romance writing was like a good career for me because like I wrote smutty like X-Files fanfic as a teenager. <laughs> and I was like, excellent follow-up career. That's the romance writer path. Oh my God. But she did. She she had her own. She had written a, a book like under her own name and it didn't mm. do that well. And then she got, she got pegged to do like four Ann Nichols books like Ann Nichols herself her asked her to to write these four books and so this new editor is Benji he will be the love interest and Um, thank god (laughs) thank god he goes by Ben I don't know whether I could take I was like I can't take a man seriously if he's named Benji I just he's not a that's not a hero name you know who Benji is it was Benjamin and he went by Benji Benji is the is the fucking it's the guy from Pitch Perfect. It's the magic guy Aww. from Pitch Perfect. It's the sad little magic better. man. He's he cute so and better. deserves a happy ending, but he's not a romance hero. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. Oh, and he's being such a like she. So she pretends to be. He's like acting like he doesn't know that she like ghostwrites. So yeah. she's like pretending to be Anne's assistant. And like knowing what we know at the end, like he's such a little shit that he like yeah. lets her operate under this assumption. So really, there's no reason. And basically, he's like, "Let me be. Can I be frank with you?" And she's like, "No, <laughs> me." But he is anyway. And he's like, "Yeah, we will have to get legal involved if you don't write. If Anne doesn't write this fucking book." Yeah. This is okay. So. I, I I do want to say, I mean, Ashley posted and she's like, this isn't her first book. Like, so she definitely like is in the know about the publishing industry. And there was a lot of this. So that I was like, wow, you really know the intricacies of the publishing industry. There's this quote at the beginning when Florence is walking through the office where she's like, publishing was also so romantic, was always so romantic until you were in publishing. Then it was just another kind of corporate hell. And I was like, oof. <laughs> right on the money on that one but oh then God. when ben is like we have to, we're gonna have to get legal involved I, like i don't know like would he really get legal involved especially for like such a big author like if Nora roberts and james yeah. patterson were like i need another two months to finish this book their publishing houses would bend over backwards <laughs> oh yeah for sure to accommodate like their best-selling author um yeah so basically she doesn't get her extension um but there's also a lot of like sexual tension between them during this whole conversation mm-hmm. like they both want to very clearly bang each other's guts out um unfortunately yeah. they do not so she calls her she gets a call from her brother slash dad um they chat her dad's like Oh, like, when are you going to get a fella? Or like, when I met your mother, I was so smitten. We didn't leave the hotel room for three days. And they talk nice. about how her family runs a funeral home. Um, and we find out that Florence hasn't been home in, like, years and years. Because when she was a kid, she solved a murder by talking to the murdered boy's ghost. And she was, like, really badly bullied and ostracized. Um, and this is how we find out that she can see ghosts. On one hand, I'm like, well, you should go visit your family. On the other hand, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I yeah. get not wanting anything to do with that. So her dad still helps ghosts, but she just like ignores every ghost she sees in New York. Like she sees one on the train and she's like looks away, which like I get it. Like you it's obviously rude. don't have an obligation to help people, but also you're the only one who can. Like we don't know that anyone else in the world can do that. Like I don't know. Yeah. That's shitty. 
whatever. I felt so bad for the ghost. She ignored because she was like the ghost was looking at me like trying to like make eye contact and I just like wouldn't make eye contact with the ghost and I was like I know you know you're not supposed to make eye contact with people on the subway but like this is taking it a little too far for yeah dude um so she goes home she has her roommate her and slash best friend Rose um and this is just like casually mentioned throughout we never really it's never really addressed but like Rose and Florence both seem to have like light drinking problems like at the beginning of the rose (laughs) right they're like stumbling in at 3 a.m they get home rose is like we're going out like we're going out i'm using my like the the i forgot like it's like a secret word or something that you have to go out yeah catawamp cat wait cat yes Mm -hmm. wait wait so catawampus is a real word i would like to say and i didn't know this when i read this book i thought it was just like a silly nonsense word and then when last week I was at the historical romance retreat, oh, yeah. someone used that term like in casual conversation. <laughs> Wait, what is it? And mean I again? was like, "What? It means like askew or something." Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember being like, "Excuse me." <laughs> Wait, we should have talked <laughs> about the really- retreat at the beginning of this. You had anything to report? I have. I met Julia Quinn. <laughs> Ooh, that's so cool. Was she nice? Tessa Dare. Yeah, she was very nice, and she put on her mask. I was like one of the only people wearing my mask and it came up and she was like, you know, it is getting pretty crowded in here. And then she popped on her like Bridgerton theme. (laughs) I love that. I wish she was just like giving out Bridgerton masks. Um, Okay. So (laughs) they're going out, right? And oh, and oh, wait, wait. Well, anti catawampus, I guess, sort of Catskill. But also like Rose is like, we're we're going out. And Florence is like, no, I'm going to die alone. And Rose is like, no, you won't die alone. You'll have a cat. Which like feels kind of anti cat scale in a way. It's like little Yeah, it feels like it's it's rude. like like crazy like, cat. Why not? Aesthetic, why don't like you negative, get a cat? Yeah, you exactly. know, derogatory. Right, exactly. Do you think okay, if the cat died, would she be able to hang out with the cat's ghost? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. I don't know. We don't have any example. Or like the mayor, so the mayor of her hometown is a dog. Yes. That is wait, defined wait, no, once. That. Oh no, it's already that. said. It was already said. Oh, okay. Yeah, the mayor of the hometown is a golden retriever named – what's his name? It doesn't matter. He's just the mayor. And that's like defined once and then ever after. He's it's, – it's like the mayor was peeing on a fire hydrant. The mayor came over for pets. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I forgot the like, first time we read this, like halfway through that the mayor was a dog. I was like, why is the mayor peeing on the fire hydrant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's a dog. He's And he's been elect, reelected three times. Yep. So they go out. To this really shitty sounding bar. This really lame sounding bar. Yeah. It's like a lame poetry Some people reading. like that. If that's your thing, that's fine. I don't, I'm not going to yuck but, your yum. But like well, this sounds but it really is, lame to me. But it's it's yucky, especially here, because who gets up as soon as they sit down? Her evil ex to read an excerpt from his quote-unquote book. Um, and is this revealed here? So we get so we immediately get a flashback to meeting the ex. And like their whole – so they live together – he was like really handsome, like allegedly had like a sad backstory where like I don't Whatever. know. Like, he was like the yeah, typical artsy man, right? And she told him, she told him her whole story about the ghost thing. Um, but when she first started telling it, he was like freaked out, and so she changed it to pretend instead of saying like I, she told it in third person. So he thought it was just like a story she had made up, which in a way makes this worse. Actually, I don't yeah, know. Stole. It's ba- it's really either way, bad either way. The book from her, um, and then he ended up. And he was like, well, you should write this as a book. And she's like, no, like it's obviously too much for her. And then he ends up getting a million-dollar book deal. And she finds out that the book he got it for is basically her stories. Um, And she confronts him about it. And he's like, it's no big deal. Like, 
you weren't going to write it anyway. And so she breaks up with him and she finds out like everything else he said. He's basically a pathological liar slash narcissist. Like yeah. everything about him was and a his lie. His name is Lee Marlowe, which is just like the perfect it's name a, it really for is that. Name. This type of like the it worst really like literary boy. Um, he also, his book is named When the Dead Sing, which is like something that her dad like always said like when the wind comes he's like oh it's the dead singing so it's like even worse like basically he just like corrupted all of her memories yeah he yeah he made it like he made it like dark and macabre and like spooky and like creepy instead of like happy at the way she remembers yeah she was like like, my childhood like wasn't like we grew up in a funeral home but like it wasn't like like sad the adams family it was like or i'm saying it's positive i don't really know i don't know um yeah no he's the worst and i would just like to say like not to victim blame, but she should have known he was the worst from the moment she met him because he was wearing red vans to a fancy party and he was sitting in the library alone reading white man po- old dead white man poetry. And I was mm. just like, red flag. Immediate red flag. He reminds me. So I don't know. I've definitely told you about this, Rachel. But listener, I don't know whether you're like plugged in to publishing drama. Probably not. But this was also something that definitely like made it outside of like the publishing gossip network. So I don't know how many of you are familiar with the book, The Woman in the Window. Um, Mm. It's a thriller. It was like it's on the level of like Gone Girl. I'm pretty sure like they made a movie with Emily Blunt or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the book, really popular. The guy who wrote it. And I would just like to say, disclaimer, that I'm like 95% sure it's this book. But like in case it's not, like I'm sorry to like the author of that book, like for slandering (laughs) you. But like this is a real thing that some guy did. And he he did the same. So Lee like lied about like his mom having cancer and like all of a sudden like going to Harvard and like all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's like the same thing that this guy did. Yeah. But he also and he made it to be like the editorial director of like some like of like the New Yorker, like some maggot, like something like really prestigious. <gasps> yeah, and he bullshit no, right. his way. And he also lied about having a terminal brain tumor. Oh my <laughs> and, like, god. Got everyone to- it was a long-running multi-year scam there was like a new yorker piece about it i'll try to see if i can find it wow no wonder i really like hated that book like it wasn't written by a woman so that makes sense why it was just like so intensely like i just couldn't i couldn't do it i was like this is just too yeah lee marlowe is that man like i if ashley posted slid into our dms and like told me that she like like lee marlowe is inspired by that man i would not be in any way surprised yeah, so he gets up to like read about, read from it and she like runs out, she leaves. She's like, fuck this, I'm not listening to this. She runs into Benji and they make ben, out. Ben, don't call ben. him Benji. And they randomly make out. And I was waiting for this to be like a hallucination, but no, they really do make no. out, which is good. And listen, we and we have to get this because for yeah. the like next eighty mm-hmm. percent of the book, he's a ghost totally. and he can't touch her. And they never reference this kiss either, though. Oh, one more thing about Lee. I do want to say that I was like high key disappointed that we didn't get an epilogue in which like Lee's book flopped and like she wrote some sort of because at one point she's like yeah Rose wanted me to write a New Yorker piece like exposing him and I was like why didn't you she's like my sister would have done that and I'm like yeah why didn't you I was like why like I really wanted an epilogue and she's like and then I did write that New Yorker piece and Lee's book already like it like flopped despite all the like publicity about it because everyone knew it was really bad or whatever right and they like clawed back his money somehow yeah (laughs) so the kiss is interrupted by a phone call it's from her mom and her mom's like basically sobbing she's like you have to come home right away your dad died Ben tries to like hug her to comfort her and at the same moment her roommate Rose come out comes out and threatens to pepper spray him. 
Which good for her. She's like, I, I love don't know. That. Like, I don't know, random man. But who I you thought, are. well, she knows who he is though. Like they were talking about him before. Yeah, but she, she didn't recognize him. She was like, him. he's really hot. Yeah, I forget what else she said about him. Like he. He left his fiance. He's he's so like Jane Eyre. He had a fiance. He left her at the altar, and they're like, "Have you even read Jane Eyre?" Yeah, and we did get foreshadowing about the dad because when she was on the phone with him earlier, or like the yeah. her, her brother was like, "Yeah, dad's having chest pains. Like, try yeah. to convince him to go to the doctor." Um, so she has two younger siblings: a brother named Carver, and then a sister named Alice. Yeah, they all have like very old fashioned names, which, which I appreciated. I like. The dedication feels very like a commitment to the funeral home. Like if you have a Victorian funeral home and you name right. your kids like McKinsley, like you're it's like you don't deserve the home. <laughs> it's like what Stephanie Meyer thought she was doing with the with the Cullens names. Right? Like this would have been better than like Emmett and like I mean, I it's not bad. Like Edward Rosalie Alice, like those are pretty old fashioned. But like not in the same like hit you over the head way as like Florence and Carver. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't Rosalie named like Maud or something? Or like even right. Rose. Even just Rose would no, have been Rosalie better. Rosalie is old fashioned, but like, but yeah, but like Carver, like, come on. That gives like that picture, you know, like, what is it called? American Gothic. That, that like painting Newport, of the man and his Island. wife with a with a pitchfork. No, he lives in like Des Moines, Iowa in 1910. Uh, as this oh, no, I was thinking like prep. I was thinking like all white tennis club gear, like goes well, to Newport, sure, but, summers in Newport. But like originally old fashioned. Yeah. Anyway, she comes, she walks in and they're reading the will without her. Mm-hmm. Like, is that even legal? Like, I'm sure it is. But like, what the fuck? And this is I the was first so or last time. This, so they didn't yeah. wait for her. And it's not like she was late. Right. Did they tell her, her own the carelessness? Right. Her flight was delayed. You know, oh, like, so she was late. Okay, because I was like, was did they even late. tell her the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she oh, was okay, late. But okay. I was like, why didn't they wait for her? Like, uh, yeah, it's not okay. like she like, she's like, oh, she just like left late and like she like wasn't like. I see. Her okay, flight was a delayed, little better. And I knew it was delayed. That's a little better. The way I I missed that, and I thought that they had just like decided no, not no. to tell her. She was expecting to just come home, and they were like mid. They were like trying to do it without her. Whatever. I mean, that would be kind of in character from what this family does in this god well i know this isn't right it's not the first or the last it's not the last time right not really they apologize and like they talk it through but i was yeah so basically the dad had like really specific wishes for his funeral he wants a thousand wildflowers he has receipts from like an order he put into like party fair 2001 he also wants a murder of 12 to fly at his funeral which is like the crows crows that live outside And Elvis to perform. And there's also a letter for Florence to read, but like to not open before the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, so as this is happening, there's a knock on the door. Florence goes to open it. And it's... Who's there? Dun, dun, dun. Ben. Benji Andor. Except he's a ghost. Right? And she's like, what the fuck? She slams the door in his face. She slams the door in his face. I just like can't like... Again, maybe She's I'm just so not right. Maybe I'm not putting myself in her shoes enough. But like, I I just can't. I feel like you're just a bad person if you're like given this responsibility. Like, I know obviously I you don't owe like, you don't owe anyone like, anything. I, but, like, yeah, in the city, like, she's an adult now. She can, like, be pretending to talk on the phone while she, exactly. And she does that. Like, she exactly. Just, like, have AirPods in your in your ears at like, all times. AirPods yeah. in. Right. And pretend like you're talking on no, the phone. No, it's not even that. It's not even that she's worried people will see her. It's that she simply does not want to be bothered. Yeah, she doesn't want to do it. And she, yeah, she slams the door in Ben's face. And, like, apparently, like, he's, you know, presumably they're going to be stuck in limbo forever unless you help. Like, I just. Yeah, I don't. 
And it's not like she was even like, oh, it's overwhelming, the amount of work. Like, I can't live my own life. She's literally just like, no, fuck you. I am inclined to have a a little bit more empathy for her now because her dad did just die and she hadn't like gone to see him like they'd come visit her for Christmas but she like had like kept herself away from him like she she's dealing with a lot of emotional trauma right now so I'm inclined to be a little she's always been like like help the ghost she's always been like this though and her dad would want her to do it like she literally says that he would be like so mad at me anyway she comes back and she's like okay I'll take care of all the – like, everyone's – I don't – everyone – it's so weird to me. This is another thing. Maybe I just should put my – maybe I'm just not being empathetic enough, like, not putting myself in their shoes. But they're all just, like, oh, dad's wishes for his funeral are so, like, inane and annoying and, like, we just mm-hmm. aren't going to bother with them. And, you like, what? Like, she's the only one who's going to do it. But I, like, don't I, – I just can't – I don't know. I just can't. Which is very rich. Yeah, she's, like – yeah, like, so her younger sister, Alice, they, like, they have a strained relationship, but they used to be really close – um and alice like runs the funeral home basically now like she's the one that like did the funeral mortuary sciences or whatever like in college and so she's like we have like two other funerals like we have to do before dad's like i'm too busy and then her like brother carver is like works at some tech company from home and so he's like super busy and the mom's busy so like we just don't have time for this and florence is like yeah i'll do it myself and then like for the rest of the book they're all constantly like, oh, Florence never asked for help. Like, Florence has to do everything herself. And, like, yes, like, this is a good learning experience for Florence, like, to ask for help. And it helps, like, rebuild the ties between their family. But I was like, y'all literally made it explicitly clear that you had no interest in fulfilling this list. And now you're acting as if, like, Florence is freezing you out? Yeah. No, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I just – and, again, maybe I'm just being, like, self – maybe I'm just not – I don't have any experience with this, right? So I can't say for sure. Like, how, I just can't, simply can't imagine your loved one's last wishes are something, whatever mm-hmm. that thing is. I can't imagine just like not dropping every like just something prioritizing achievable. that. Right? It's not like go move to India for the rest of your life. Like, it's not something like bury me in the grounds of Buckingham Palace. Like, it's right, not like something build that, me, like, you right. can't do. Build right? Me it's a like something very yeah. Right? I just can't imagine. And they don't even – it's not even like they try and it's impossible. It's like they just simply can't be bothered. They're like, fuck this, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. I just can't – like that's so odd. I don't know. But again, everyone. I guess everyone deals with grief differently. Yeah. So then they all disperse. The fam all disperse for the night and she's staying in a hotel. The hotel clerk – is reading one of Ann Nichols' books. Mm, <laughs> She's like, yeah. oh, it's Anna. And this is the first of many, many hints that this town is very familiar with Ann Nichols. <laughs> like, oh, the bookstore sure. has an Ann Nichols display. But also she's um, and we get a little plot twist later, which is funny. Yeah, and that she's never told anyone that she's a ghostwriter for Ann Nichols. Yeah, she's not allowed to. Like, And she thinks that the dad never got to know. So they are supposed to meet at like IHOP for breakfast the next morning. And once again, she shows up and her family has already started eating without her. And it's like discussing yeah. or whatever and she's like oh i didn't realize there was like a meeting time yeah i just want to say every so the, the the little inn she stays in an inn not at one of the many houses that are definitely available from her family <laughs> right she chooses to stay in the inn but it's this cute little like victorian inn and every time a character stays in one of these inns i'm like i just really get the hankering to like drive <laughs> up to like maine or something yeah and also we did that last like, year kind of well we didn't stay in an inn but, but we no, did like, go specifically up. at like a cute one of those cute little like victorian bed and breakfast 
Yeah, very cute. Yeah, yeah so they meet at the, the they meet change. at the Waffle House. How the leaves started and changing? Like, yeah, the leaves are oh, yeah. I'll send you some pictures. Um, yeah, so they meet at the Waffle House. Their family started eating without her. But I would just like to say, like, so you know, it's a long-standing. I feel like statement. Maybe this is just me. Maybe like you guys didn't catch on to it, but like I've always called Waffle House Awful House because of that one time that we went there on like a road trip to Florida and it was just like bad. Like I just didn't enjoy it. But recently there's been a lot of like a lot more Waffle House discourse like appearing in my life. And I just want to like, did I judge Waffle House too harshly? Because Waffle House is a very loyal fan base. A lot of people like Waffle House. I know. Like it's a, I know. It's, I think we might like have. Classic. I mean, yeah, dad maybe, is maybe one I of gotta them. give it another shot. To be fair, yeah. this was like 15 you years apologize ago. Apologize to like, dad if you do. Yeah, um, but this also was funny because the, you know the Waffle House Index. No. Um, okay, so <laughs> the Waffle House Index is like a it's a real thing that like um, like government agencies and like weather things do. So basically, like when there's a big storm and it popped up because of Hurricane Ian, which happened recently to when we were recording this. And basically, it's like how many Waffle Houses are closed down, like whether the Waffle Houses close or whether they stay <laughs> open indicates like that has a direct correlation with the severity of the store, like how much damage oh is going to be wow. done. Like yeah. the Waffle Houses, like, <laughs> and it came up because a lot of Waffle Houses were closing in like Florida and stuff. So they were like, oh, it's going to be bad. There's going to be a lot oh, of damage. Wow. It's like um, the Pizza Hut thing. Did we, have we talked about that with the CIA? Or not mm-hmm. the CIA, the Pentagon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we talk about that on here? I don't know. How like large U.S. military operations can be predicted by the number of pizzas being ordered to the Pentagon? <laughs> <laughs> because that means that like everyone's working late and like has to, you know, doesn't have time for dinner. So they used yeah. to order like just from Domino's, I think. Like they used to just order like a ton of pizzas. And so you could like literally predict it. But then like ever <laughs> since that came out, there was like an academic paper, like the like, guy got the Domino's data. They started ordering from like a bunch of different places. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So they go and like they're all just kind of mean to Florence. And also, this is the first indication that we get that they're having some sort of like financial meeting. Like the mom and Carver are going to like some sort of like fight, you know, about like his like, you know, all the things he's left behind. And they keep cutting her out of this. And like, which just seems really shady. They keep having meetings with the lawyers and like cut it and like not telling her about financial stuff. And I was like, I just. Because their eventual excuse is like, well, like, you've been gone for 10 years and, like, you never really indicated that you wanted to be interested. Right. So we thought you didn't want to be interested. But I was like, I know, this is a pretty big thing. So yeah. just assume. No, and it seems like I, – I don't know. It seemed really just, like, suspicious and shady. Like, they were trying to, like, steal from her somehow. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what it seems like when you're keeping – when your dad dies and, like, they're all trying to, like, keep you from hearing the will and, like, from having any say in his finances, it's like – what I, I mean obviously it's her family so like she's not they're not they've never really been like bad to her right so like, it's not like mm-hmm. we have any they're not actually they're not the villains but like that's villain behavior <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. in a book like that's something the villain the shady like cousin does to like keep you from getting yeah I just, your like, aunt's the fact like that they don't inheritance even, like, or something Right. The fact that they're not even like, oh yeah, Florence, we're going to meet with like the lawyer, and like this yeah. on coupled on top of the fact that they started reading the will without her. Right. So I'm like, did and, she miss things? 
Right. Does everybody that's in the will have to be present? I when think you they all have to the be will? invited, but I, I don't think you because... have to wait for everyone. Okay, so because I was reading this other book, it's YA, it's called The Inheritance Games, and it's about a girl, it's like very Knives Out, like it's essentially like the plot of Knives Out, except it's YA, and it's like this random girl who inherits, who inherit, like a billionaire just like leaves her all of his fortune and like cuts out his family, but they're like, we've been waiting for three weeks to read the will because we've been having trouble like getting a hold of you, and you have to be present in the room, so I was like, does everyone have to be, I wasn't sure whether everyone Well, it can be a stipulation, I just looked it up, it can be a stipulation in the will, but otherwise you don't have to. Hmm. But like, yeah, it seems like the lawyer wouldn't be able to talk to, like, would have to talk to the benefit. I don't, I don't know. I don't the lawyer's know. Lawyer's a family friend. I never Maybe actually. The lawyers took that. in on it too. Yeah, I. Right. I mean, I mean, that would be a. Big I was deal, under the impression but... that he left like basically everything to the mom. Y- yeah. Because she got the business, and then like Alice is going to inherit it after the mom dies, but like the mom is still the owner of the business. Sure, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Benji shows up again and starts like following her around and pretending not to. Like hiding behind it's very <laughs> Levi in Love on the Brain. Like he's just like hiding behind the walls. The but, she's, house. but the fact that she doesn't even want him, like it's so I don't know, just it's so rude. So, yeah. It well, the first time they encounter they encounter each other again is because he's sitting at the Waffle House counter and she's like, Oh my god. And he's so sad that people are ignoring him. He's like, Are you you're really the only one that can see me? Because like he doesn't realize that he's dead. Or that he's a ghost. And he's just like, I was like, and she's still like, no, I don't want to help you. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben doesn't believe that he's dead. And I feel like this should have been her first clue that like he wasn't actually dead because um, she's like, yeah, every other ghost like knows that they're dead, like mm-hmm. that I've talked to. Um, but I would like to give a shout out to Kate Claiborne um, for tweeting that this book had a happy ending because i never would have like (laughs) i never would have trusted this book enough i would have been like there he's gonna be dead at the end and it's gonna be a sad bittersweet ending and like i'm gonna be upset but never fear he is not actually dead but he does keep hearing like voices um and disappearing and rose calls and is like yeah ben got hit by a car so florence is like oh yeah he's dead but like Mm -hmm. rose very specifically never says that he is dead Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just have right before she visits the flower shop, we just have this like really great quote that I really just liked. Rosie says, "Would the grief ever disappear, or was it stagnant? Would it always be there, just under the surface, lurking in the way only grief could?" I'd always written how grief was hollow, how it was a vast cavern of nothing, but I was wrong. Grief was the exact opposite. It was full and heavy and drowning because it wasn't the absence of everything you lost; it was the culmination of it all. Your love, your happiness, your bittersweets wound right like wound tight like a knotted ball of yarn. I just felt like that was very beautiful. It's a very it beautiful. very beautiful line. Well done, Ashley. Yeah. So she goes to the flower shop to get a quote for the wildflowers, which are like really fucking expensive for a thousand wildflowers, I guess. Um and then the man at the store is like, Oh, sorry, like those flowers your dad ordered will probably be late because I'm so busy. And she's like, what flowers? And he's like, here are those flowers for like old Mrs. Jenkins down the street. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, I'll I'll deliver them. He's like, okay, here you go. And they go deliver the flowers, like her and Benji. And it's to this old lady um, and her ghost husband like shows up. And like, she's like, the old lady's like, oh, I, my husband used to get, my husband used to give me these every day, every time on our anniversary. Like, I really still don't know who's sending them now. Like, now that he's yeah. gone, you know. And the ghost husband is there. And like frankly, if my dead husband doesn't use 
someone who can see ghosts to send me flowers every year on our <laughs> anniversary, then like, what's the point of getting married? You know what I mean? Like, what what's the point of it all? Men, <laughs> if he wanted to, he would. If your dead husband wanted to send you anniversary flowers, he would. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> raise your standards ladies <laughs> he could do it like ahead of time so yeah they deliver the flowers and then they also at the flower shop learned about the elvis impersonator that like plays at the at the bar that her dad like always used to play like nightly poker at or whatever mm-hmm. and they're gonna go do it go to the elvis impersonator but before they do she like pours herself coffee coffee and like calls it like zoom zoom juice um, this is like later on, but like she calls her coffee Zoom and Juice. She also used the word doggo, but it was funny because I, oh my God, I, sh- I tried so hard to find this tweet, but like I know Ashley Poston tweeted this where she was basically like a lot of people are like saying in their reviews and shit and like tweeting at me that like the Zooms and Juice and the doggo that like Florence is like, so like how lame she is. And she's like, <laughs> I don't like think you understand. Like Florence is a loser. Like she's supposed to be a loser. <laughs> She's Wait, like, why? Like, she's. she's <laughs> I just thought it was like, she's like, she's like, what are you talking about? Like, she's not supposed to be cool. Like, she's supposed to be lame. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. She was like, that was on purpose, guys. Oh, and I mean, whatever. Like, it's fine. Oh, we also, I. Sorry, talking back to, like, the family cutting her out of everything, I just found another note that, like, makes it even more suspicious. Like, she's talking to, like, this guy that used to work with her dad, and she's like, yeah. They were talking about finances when I got to breakfast today, and they changed the subject way too fast to be inconspicuous. So they like being actively shady, but like it comes to nothing. Whatever. They have like a meeting with a life insurance rep. Yeah. yeah. People keep talking to her and then like almost like bringing up something and then like they get cut off, but like because they're talking about like her book. So like they all mm. read her first book and loved it. Like the whole town did, and it was cute. Yeah. Um, they're also in the hotel and the mayor. So the mayor canonically dogs can see ghosts and the mayor comes up to get ben to pet him and ben can't pet him i was like this is so sad i know but this is when florence is like see i knew he was a dog guy which wait for the twist so they go like for a walk for a walk and she's like she's like wow like ben is matching my walking pace like lee never did that he always expected me to match his (laughs) bare minimum lady (laughs) <laughs> and they go they're going to walk to the cemetery she calls it like a moonlight walk she's like i'm just not gonna mention that i've been permanently banned from the cemetery post dark <laughs> like <laughs> no she's she's not she's not i wouldn't call her a loser she's like totally a rebel child at school like she's like yeah like I used to think, like, besides seeing the cemetery, there's that time I started a fire at school, stole the coach's golf cart, broke into the museum. Like, like, me and the local county cop are not on good terms. There's a running joke that one time she, like, accidentally brought a a possum with rabies into the police station. And she didn't know it had rabies. No, like, but it's like true. Even help. She's like possums I never have possums rabies. Didn't get rabies. No, yeah, yeah they usually can't because they're um, marsupials, and yeah. marsupials usually can't get rabies. But they can. So there's because there's no, there's no rabies in Australia, but there is a closely related like other virus. I, I can't remember what it's called, like list virus, something like that. That is like closely related. So maybe that's what okay. they can get. But I think they can sometimes yeah. get it. But it's like rare. But I okay. But about that, like I'm not sure whether I don't think she was doing that because she was rebellious because at one point in the book we get a line where she's like she was doing it to help ghosts Mm. 
fulfill their last yeah, like okay, act right. on earth so like was she rebellious or was she just like empathetic and like so trying to do her ghost duty before she was 13 like at what point did she stop doing the ghost duty i don't know whatever so we've we knew i guess before and like it's brought up that benji knows lee her ex lee Marlowe. yeah um and she's like have you read his book and he's like nah it seems boring but he has he says he has read her book and he like really yes. liked it and he really liked her first book um, but yeah, they're walking. They're walking in the um, the cemetery. They see a bunch of stars, and I just like became very irrationally angry at this part, just because of like at light pollution in general. Mm. Um, and I think it was especially highlighted because I was walking through the park in San Diego, and it was there was like a literal highway over going through this park, and I was like, <laughs> I just That's so weird. Wait, I, actually, it was horrible, and I was very upset. Wait, I was like, now- I wish we could see the stars. <laughs> That you just said that I also experienced last weekend a park that had like a literal highway going over it. Although it was more like it's like a park that's like along like a, a river by not really a river like a bayou thing. So there are obviously no roads mm. crossing it, but I, like in Houston, there's I mean you've been here. Like I wish I could figure out what's that Dr. Seuss book where the two like the stubborn. Lorax. No, you always say the Lorax. It's not the Lorax. I obviously remember. <laughs> well, I we're talking about environmental stuff. It's not stuff. the Sneetches, right? But it, it's like the, it's about stubbornness. Um, and it's like the two creatures, like they're one of them walks west and one of them walks east, and oh. they like meet and there's two stubborn. They won't get out of each other's way. And the highway goes over them and like the the Zacks, the north going oh. Zacks, and the specific image of all the like looping highways, like that's Houston in real life. Like the highways are built over them, mm-hmm. and I've never been closer to like a highway. Like I don't know how to describe it except that like my nose was like car level. Like it was so weird. All these like cities not on the east coast had so much opportunity to like plan you know be planned out you know right. like it was like you could have just made a park with no highway they going between they really it. said it very easy you had a really lot, so much no opportunity thanks. um oh but he also ben also mentions that he grew up in maine and guess who lives in maine and and lives Anne. in maine oh i didn't catch so that that's called foreshadowing <laughs> And you know what? It's good foreshadowing because you don't note that. Like the first time I read that, I didn't like note it. But this time I was like, ah, mm. that makes sense. Um, so the police officer shows up, Officer Saget, <laughs> like Bob Saget, and they have to run away. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben disappears because he hears like the chattering voices. And Florence is thinking about like how she has to be careful. Like she's like, I've made the mistake of getting too close to a ghost before. Like that keeps getting hinted at and we're never really like explained. She's like, if I well, know anything no, about death, the, the goodbyes are harder with ghosts than co- than corpses. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's so it's like the, the kid murder she solved. She was like she had like a crush on him and she mm. thought like, you know, he wanted to like be her for he was like reciprocating and then you know it turned out he was fucking dead um which oh, she, she didn't, didn't realize know. he was dead at first she didn't realize he was dead at first i think oh. and then she realized he was dead and helped him solve the murder because sometimes because it is about the goat when she talks about the ghost she's like sometimes like they look super solid but like if you look at them at like a different angle like they'll, they're not they're trying to figure out like why he's there with her because like he lives in New York. Like there's no reason for him to be there with her. And like if that's really never we're never really given a reason as to why he's there with her other than like true love. Um but- she thinks it's she thinks it's because his business is like getting her to finish the book. Yeah. Um, which is dumb. And I was like, can you imagine? And then, Marlene, and then that would yeah, be- the book is like, oh, that's like that's dumb, like blah blah blah. But like it also like kind of is. Like it it kind of is insofar as like her finishing the book requires her to believe in love again and like 
No, I'm just it saying It kind like, of is. No, I understand. <laughs> I'm just saying it's dumb. It would just be stupid to like have that be your like last business. Oh, on yeah. Earth. He's like a workaholic. Like he's like said that. I guess. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, the next the next morning I just want to say, like, I have a question for you. The officer like confronts her the next morning just to be like, Were you in the cemetery? Florence and he's like right. she's like no and he's like you know it's illegal to lie to an officer is it illegal to lie no, absolutely okay. not that's okay but, but it's also but it's also definitely not illegal for the police to lie to you so yeah yeah it's illegal to obstruct an investigation and like you know broadly defined but like you can't like it would be illegal like let's say they're looking for a body and you're like Hey, the body's over here in this ditch, and that's just like a bold-faced lie, and you know it's a lie. Like, you know, yeah, that's illegal. But okay, and then she goes and gets the Elvis impersonator, you know, who's like this guy that works at the pub, and it's all good. She's like, "Good, I I got that." So that's so she notices that um, Ben has like a wedding ring on a necklace that he wears around his neck, and she's like, "Hmm, uh-huh. I wonder what that's about." So buy all that away. Oh, his cat is named Dolly Purton. Sorry, oh, I came across the Purton. Yeah, I was like, that's you. good. That's that. a good fucking name. Oh, yeah. She tells Ben that she booked Elvis. She's like, oh, like I did that. And he's like, Elvis is a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> Elvis impersonator. Elvis impersonator. They go to a bookstore together. And she's like, I wonder what aisle he'll go to. Like, I can't imagine him in the romance aisle. But I'm like, bam, this man is an editor at a romance imprint. Like, why wouldn't he? And he he does like romance. Like, like, he did like reading yeah. it growing up. I'm like, how told her he read her book. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so she and she's so she like waxes poetic about her her first book's like failure under her own name or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, my book was such a flop. But so this is when I was like, okay, Ashley Poston clearly knows a lot about publishing, but also I was like, you know nothing about publishing because she's like, she's like, my book was a flop. Her book was a romance novel that was published initially in hardcover. Which I would like to say, listener, does not happen. I mean, think of like all the romances that even like the big popular ones don't get hardcover releases until like it's like a special edition mm-hmm. you know like romance by and large in its initial primary format is paperback whether that's right. like trade paperback or like mass market paperback like whatever but it's paperback so first mm-hmm. of all her romance novel got a hardcover release which means that her publisher re- would have had to be like throwing a lot of weight behind it if they like thought this romance novel could mm-hmm. could succeed in hardcover and then it sold enough in hardcover that it was released in paperback because she's like, oh, the paperback right. cover was super shitty. And I was like, girl, that's not a flop. <laughs> I just right. I, like if, and if any of you paid attention to like the DOJ J suing Penguin Random House for like, you know, Monopoly shit. Um, it came out in that trial that like something like 90% of books sell less than 2,000 copies. And like if she got an initial hardcover release and then also a paperback release, she sold more than 2,000 copies. <laughs> it's like, okay, Florence, was your book really that much of a flop? Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe Ashley Poston knows something that I don't, but I was just like, uh, <laughs> that I'm calling bullshit on that. I don't understand <laughs> what that is. Yeah. And then Ben is also just like, yeah, at one point I read a book that changed my life. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that book is going to turn out to be. Listener, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're back at the hotel room. I just want to say that she, 
she's like getting in the she like is getting out of the shower and like ben just like pops up in a room because like that's what he just randomly appears places and so he like sees her naked and like sees her boobs and then he's like no i didn't see anything but then he's like i know he quotes the princess bride about her what's the quote i hear there is a shortage i hear but i didn't see anything though i hear there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world and yours Yeah, which I love you, and that's like a recurring like he keeps he keeps quoting that. It was very cute. No, and that's and that's when he tells her about his. He Ben tells her like yeah he's like he didn't really have anyone to notify. Like his family's dead. He did have a fiance. Yeah, she had stalked his Facebook and seen like a picture of yeah he had his ex fiance Laura, but she cheated on him. Like he came home to find her with someone else, and he blames himself for this. He's like I was always working too much. Like I pushed her to do it. And Florence is basically like, what the fuck? Like, it's not your fault. Like, that's not what you do when someone's not prioritizing you in a relationship. You don't cheat on them. You just don't be in a relationship. Like, right? You either communicate what's happening or you Right. Right. Or both. But he is like, wow. He's like, you know, like, you know, people have told me that or whatever. Like, I've heard that before. But like, for some reason, like for you, he's like, I know that technically it's not my fault. But he's like, for some reason, when you say it, like, mm-hmm. it does genuinely feel like it's not my fault, which was very yeah. cute. He's like, she did want to get back together, but I didn't want to, like, put her through that again or whatever. Yeah, he was like, I didn't want to burden her. I was like, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what he takes on the personality of, like, the magic boy Benji from Pitch Perfect. Like, <laughs> like sad Aww. little teddy bear who needs a hug. Aww. He's such, he just needs a big hug. <laughs> so she has dinner with her family and her and Alice are washing dishes and Alice is basically like, like, like basically, we they're like talking, and Florence is like thinking about how like another reason she had she wanted to leave after high school was because like Alice would like fight people on her behalf, and then Florence like basically tells Alice like you don't have to do this on your own, and Alice like storms off like. Yeah, she's Alice like, is like, that's you know. rich. And she also says, right. she's like, yeah, we always came up. So I'd been operating on the assumption up until this point in the book that, like, she literally hadn't seen her family in person for 10 years. Right. But at this point, it's revealed that, like, they did come up to New York for Christmas. And Alice is basically like, don't you think, like, we would have liked to stay home for Christmas, like, just one year? And Florence is shocked. She's like, what? Right. I thought you liked coming up to New York. And I was right. like, you think that someone would like that every single year? <laughs> like spending christmas in a hotel like what like yeah it it just i was like florence i need you to have some self-awareness uh yeah but then she does go she goes to clean graves with um carver and nikki who's his boyfriend um and we get some excellent grave puns and also it was reminding me of all those like videos of that like woman who like cleans graves and tells you about like the history of like the people who like died like she like goes into like the local records and is like it's this person and this person did this job and like all of that. And I really like them. If listener, if you like like pimple popping videos or like any sort of like power washing videos, like cleaning videos, I recommend diving into grave washing videos. I think, I oh, think yeah. you'll really, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. And then just some romance moments. Um, Ben calls her darling and she's like wow I didn't like when Lee called me pet names but I really like when Ben calls me darling and also Ben has his shirt sleeves rolled up um naturally and she's like I'm a forearm girl and I'm like who isn't honestly listener can you tell me seriously like is have you ever met someone who's not a forearm person 
You know, I just feel like forearms are like universally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Someone rolls up like a button down shirt. Here's the thing about the pet names. Uh, You've heard me if you've been listening to this podcast say how I don't like most like pet names usually, but I have a new rule. Pet names. It's okay. As long as they have a reason behind them, like doesn't matter like how, you know, simple the reason is. But I think the broader rule is that they just need to be acknowledged. Like, right? Like here it's acknowledged that he started doing this. It's not just like randomly thrown in and no one mentions yeah. it. Like one or the other or just, you know, I guess like the reason is a subset of the acknowledgement. Like, yeah, that's all uh-huh. we really need. Um she gets an emergency text from Alice and it turns out Alice is like come to the funeral home and like she needs to like reassure Alice that she has like done up the makeup and everything for her dad's body um like that she's like done it well and she's like yeah Alice it's good which by the way if you would like to learn more about mortuary sciences there's a good YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician um oh. and it's this woman who like tells you about all that and also like gives you like fun history and like that kind of stuff yeah and so they have like a brief bonding moment but like naturally it doesn't fix their 10-year strained relationship and then Carver and Alice and the mom go to dinner and they all invite Florence but Florence is like no I'm not gonna come and I'm like ma'am you can't complain that they don't invite you and they're not including you if you never say yes (laughs) like if you keep saying no to things enough times people are just gonna stop inviting you like that's just how that works right right but it's also weird that they like intentionally change the subject and like all that stuff I don't know no, yeah, no, no. The fine it's that's different than the finance thing, but like she's also like there's a constant refrain where she's like, yeah. yeah, I feel like detached from my siblings, I feel like left out, like I don't right, like right, right. And I'm like, you've been gone for 10 years and you're still like isolating yourself. Like I right. like I'm not like fully like it's a it's a horrible situation, but like you you know, like it's you can't be like grieving was- too, you know, like the how can they manage like their grief and your grief at the same time? Like Yeah. But she has a heart-to-heart about her dad with Ben in the funeral home. And then, like, the window blows open. And, like, the, the you know, the wind blows through the house. And she's like, oh, the dead singing. And Ben realizes that Lee, like, plagiarized her life, basically. And he gets so angry about it. And she's like, wow, like, it's really nice that, like, someone finally got, like, angry for me, like, about it. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, like, tell anyone or whatever. Which is, like, interesting because, like... Later on, she tells her family and they get angry. And, like, Rose definitely knows. And, like... does I don't think Rose knows. Oh, I thought Rose knew. Okay, maybe not. Anyway, she's like, yeah, someone, someone's angry with me. And I really like that they're, like, that you have that, like, that juxtaposition of, like, their respective traumas and how, like, they both have to reassure each other that it's, like, not their fault because they were both in really toxic relationships. Also, like, any of her family, I feel like, could also, like, sue Lee for using their likeness Yeah, like... Like, it's really not her secret to keep. Like, it's also just so, like, they, any of them would have, like, a right to do something about that. Well, she does tell her mom, like, (laughs) right right after this. Well, she's like, Mom, I have something to tell you. And her mom's like, Oh my God, you're pregnant. (laughs) She's like, No. No. The mom's like, Good, good. (laughs) The mom's just like, Fuck him. And then she goes to go scream out in the rain with Benji. It's very cathartic. It's lovely. I really, I really enjoy that. And then she sees her childhood bully in the inn and she has like a girl power moment where she's like, I forgive you. Right. And I was like, okay. They're reading Anne Nichols books. So I think it's funny. Oh, yeah. They have like it's a book, book club. club. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah. 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 So Ben like spends a night in her room, but goes to sleep. 
And so, like, it kind of, like, it's cute, but, like, it's kind of, like, no, she, but it's explicitly, <laughs> she says that. She's, like, well, you could stay, but she stops. She's, like, I'm inviting him to watch me while I slept, a la Edward Cullen. It's a coin toss whether he'll be flattered to role play Twilight or not. <laughs> but she's also, like, but I'm also, like, the idea of him watching me sleep is, like, I'm kind of into it. Like, yeah, she's like interesting. And this is an interesting thing to learn about myself. She's like, maybe I shouldn't have judged Bella so harshly. Like, Did she say that? No, no. But I feel like that's like yeah. the natural progression of her thoughts. She's like, wow, like yeah. I'm actually kind of into that. So maybe, maybe oh like it's gosh. not that weird that Bella was totally chill watching her sleep. So they hike up to the ridge together, even though she hates nature. And okay, she goes on this monologue about how nature hates her. And it it vividly reminded me, do you remember that summer, Rachel, that you kept getting pooped on? Yeah. (laughs) There was like one summer where Rachel, like every time she would walk under a tree, a bird would poop on her. Like it happened like how many times? Like five times? It happened a bunch of times in Nicaragua and like once in Thailand. Yeah horrible yeah it just happened and like she would like she would like hear a rustling and like run out from under the tree and then like a splatter of poop would come down right where she was yeah i was like that's that's a that's florence (laughs) in this situation uh yeah and they yeah so she goes to the ridge the ridge was also where she found the body um Mm -hmm. so that's why she's like been avoiding going up there but yeah she like goes to look for wildflowers and they have like a little dandelion wish moment like you know it's beautiful and they get swirled Mm up um but then unfortunately ben disappears in the dandelion dust Mm -hmm. and i i really love this trope of like small town is like super like the supernatural small town trope where it's like Mm -hmm. i mean obviously in this book like it's explicitly supernatural because she sees fucking ghosts but like apart from that there's like there keeps being these little moments of magic in the town where like it could be supernatural or it could just be like nature and i realized that i really liked that i read another book called part of your world by abby gemini's that also like has this trope where like it's just a small town where it's like little moments of magic and i really she also was like no she explicitly yeah no i like it too but she explicitly was like, yeah, there's the flower shop where I bought my corsage for um, senior prom or my, where my date for senior prom bought my corsage. It turned out to be haunted. But I'm like, what does that mean? Like a haunted corsage? Like what? Did the, the flowers, girl. like it goes to the flowers have ghosts? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Apart from the seeing ghost thing, there's also like the suit, the like possibly supernatural town thing, like that little like small mm-hmm. moments of magic that I really enjoy. Yeah. So then it's time for the wake. Her childhood bully comes to the wake and is like nice all of a sudden. Um, we find out that- her a, a thousand wildflowers, right? Oh, she's only done that. Yeah, like to it. apologize. Like oh, she like nice. organizes the whole town. Like the whole town oh, like gathers together. Okay, see, I thought because her I was dad was waiting like, for that to happen. I was waiting for that to happen, yeah, but I missed yeah. it. Okay. So we find out that Benji's parents died and his grandmother adopted and raised him. So file that away. And then it's time for family game night. Wait, wait, before sorry, bef- right before that, after the wake, they have there's um they have like a cute dance scene. Like all the people have gone from the wake and like the family just like all start dancing together mm-hmm. and she's like kind of dancing with Benji, but like she can't touch him. So like mm-hmm. it's both cute and sad. Aww. Um and and she also at uh, at some point around this time, like she's like to Benji, she's like, Don't you wish you'd never let me walk out of your office? She asked jokingly, and he's like, <laughs> Yes. Just totally absolutely. like but yes, absolutely. She's like, oh, oh, oh okay. File that away for later. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. yeah, then they have the family card game. At one point her brother clicks his 
quote, makes a clicking sound with his tongue. And the audiobook narrator stops to make the sound. Like, they're like, Trevor made a clicking sound. Like, (laughs) Um, which I I enjoyed. this audiobook narrator. Yeah, yeah. Benji helps her cheat at cards. It's weird. I I have a question. Do you keep calling him Benji because you hate me? Like, do you have something against that's just what I, I have written down, spelled a different time. It's not what I have written down. I think it's cute. Um, <laughs> and it's weird that the family keeps being like, oh, is your ghost friend here? Like, whatever. And, like, it turns out they thought it was, like, the dad the whole time. But it's just weird no, they that, like, she's had a conversation not, where she's like, it's not the dad. It's just weird that, like, she's not more open with them about it. And at one point, she's like, what, do you think I'm making it up? Like, do you think I'm crazy? And that – just the, I don't the, – the concept that that's, like – the concept that that's like even on the table with her family after the dad could do it too, like I don't know. Yeah, it's very bizarre. I just can't get the vibe. Like, is this a normal? It's treated as like a very normal thing, except when it's not. Like, I don't know. You know, it's almost like magical realism at some points, where it's just like they say magical things and they're treated as like normal every day. But like yeah. other times, it's like suddenly as if it's like weird and they don't believe her. We also find out that the dad used a ghost to help him cheat at his Mm -hmm. his weekly poker match, which is like, I was like, quite frankly, like, yeah, Uh if you have to, like, deal with the responsibility of, like, helping ghosts, like, finish out their last purpose, like, you should be able to use them to your advantage. For sure. For sure. That's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like even if she had been like, I'm just too busy to help the ghost, like, I feel like there's definitely a way to make the ghost thing into, like, your a prop, your your means of living, your yeah you're living like yeah she's constantly like i'm running out of money and i'm like use the ghosts right and it's funny because there's there's a currently a scandal in the poker world where like this woman at a tournament like she made like essentially like a really good but like lucky call and for some Mm. like somehow they're like accusing her of cheating i don't really understand it but she's like they're like they're basically like you aren't like skilled enough to like have like actually figured out that call and like everyone's like okay but poker is like literally about like calling your opponent's bluff like it's literally just about like learning people's tells and like figuring out like like making taking the risk like it's literally like a game of chance a lot of the time so anyway that I was like, maybe she was using ghosts. That's rude to say she's like not skilled. Yeah. Oh no, it was definitely misogyny yeah. um, involved in this. But yeah, I hope she was yeah. using ghosts. They deserve it. I also enjoyed it. at one point. She's like, I always play cards like a chaos agent, but Ben is meticulous and strategic. Yeah. So the term chaos agent is like a real term. I thought it was just in that one book, The Princess. What was it called? How to find a princess. How to find a princess. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, we did that. Anyway, I enjoyed that. Refer back yeah. to our episode. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and um, Alice and Florence have like a they have a heart to heart, and they're officially yeah. like whatever. And I just I really at this point I was like Ashley Poston, she definitely has siblings, and if she doesn't, like well done. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I don't think I've ever. Because like I was like, this is how siblings actually are. I was right. like, this like this isn't. They're not calling each other bro and sis. It's not like right. school house. Like they make up immediately. Like it's like all these like little. Yeah. yeah. If Ashley Poston doesn't have siblings, like damn, I'm very impressed with like her ability <laughs> to write siblings because normally, yeah, authors that don't have siblings cannot write siblings. Yeah. So the next time she sees Ben, his hair is longer. He has stubble. Like, as if he hasn't shaved. And she's like, hmm, I've never seen a ghost change before. Then again, I've never really paid attention. 
like girl just so and he keeps having like bad vibes moments and i'm like this is definitely like when he's being like shocked with like paddles or something <laughs> like something because okay, keeps so, swooning yeah yeah like it keeps happening i was like uh okay um and then yeah so they sleep in the bed together and i just think this would have been the perfect opportunity to have like a moment where he like tells her how to touch herself because like he can't That's touch her so he's like and we do the next morning like kind of get this in which he's like here's all the things that I would do right. to you mm-hmm. so like dirty talk but I was like mm-hmm. I would have they don't like go all the way you know what I mean like she doesn't right. she doesn't need to come I was like it would have been kind of cool if he was like That's now what I like, thought was do gonna this happen. honestly that's what I misremember is happening yeah he also tells her how he saw her like years ago and was into her at the at, party well, where she met Lee I, yeah it, it was Dante's motorbike launch like a book I guess which just okay it gives Bridget Jones, right? Isn't the book launch in the beginning of Bridget Jones Kafka's motorbike? What is it with calling things motorbike? Is that like a thing? <laughs> no, like really, is that like something I'm missing? Like, what does that mean? Is that a um, reference? Yeah. And so she met Lee there and he had just started dating Laura. So like he didn't he was and like, he's I'm, like I'm, obviously, I'm aggressively monogamous. <laughs> right. So obviously I didn't do anything, but like I was into you. And then she's like, she's like, How did you come? He's like, How did you come to write for Annie? And she's like, Well, mm-hmm. I was like writing smut in a coffee shop and like she came up behind me right over my shoulder critiqued my work and then asked if I wanted a job um and he's like when did this happen and she was like five years ago and he's like five years ago so what file that away for later well no it's like file right that now away. isn't it no 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 it's it's I don't have a little bit notes. later I mean do you just want to say it now yeah so later not at this point but later in the book um so it's revealed that Annie Nichols is Ben's grandmother who raised him and that she has been dead for five and a half years. So, guys, ghost. (laughs) And Nichols was the fucking ghost. I was like, oh, my God, it's safe haven all over again. I can't believe this. A ghost this whole fucking time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was really great. Um, I really enjoyed it that she was a fucking ghost. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Like, no like, notes. <laughs> yeah. Like, why didn't they tell her? Like, it's so weird. I guess they didn't – like, her agent knew, Anne's agent. Like, I guess because she didn't know Anne before. Like, it's just weird, but whatever. He's like – I just assumed, like, Anne had, like, set this up before, before she died dying. and like, didn't tell me because he's right. like, that's something she would have done. Right. And not telling him. <laughs> they have the funeral it's sad like she and reads turns the out letter. the party decorations are um <laughs> like balloons that are like it's a death happy day <laughs> and i was like that's funny <laughs> because the guy at the party store i'd been like are you sure and then she has to like run away for some reason yeah yeah it was like 20 years ago that he ordered this and, right like, they have to like squeeze it it's like water damage whatever. yeah <laughs> yeah she reads the letter um and we do get a summary of like what the letter said but, and you know, like, normally, like, I've definitely talked about this before. I don't really like when, like, a character gives a speech or, like, gives a performance or, like, something like that in the book. Like, I always just feel mm-hmm. very awkward. But this was a moment in which I would have liked the letter. Like, I would have liked to actually mm-hmm. just hear the letter written it was built out up instead so of just, much. like, a summary of it. Right. Like, it was built up so much, especially because she, like, wasn't allowed to read it beforehand. Yeah. Like, oh, Rose also showed up for the funeral. Um, yeah. She flew she's, in, like, her friend nice. Rose, wearing the same Louboutins that – that Florence had worn to the Dante's motorbike years ago. Like, which the more I hear about Louboutins in books, the more I'm like, I need these. I think it would make my boss respect me no. more. 
I'm not yeah, kidding. I mean, the red soles. Yeah, yeah but exactly. They're very expensive. They're like I know they're very expensive. I know they're like thousand over a thousand. Yeah. I also hate heels, and there's no reason for me to wear heels. I'm already tall, so like I don't need it. Like, <laughs> but like your hurt. boss would respect you, Rachel. She would you, definitely like, respect me more. Straighten your hair like a Fox News anchor, like coming yes. with the Louboutins. She'd be like, "Wow, I'm all over it." Yes, the standard is how cute you look, and that would definitely meet it. <laughs> file that away make a note file that Ruminate away on christmas that present for, for me weekend. yeah well what <laughs> are like the what are like how what are like the options i literally never even looked into this. i think like, you what can are, like, get the like height you can tan get? black i don't know no, i don't mean like colors i mean like heights like is there like is there a kind that like would not like want to make me want to kill myself i don't know I don't know, but anyway. let's, okay, let's wrap. Yeah, this up. let's let's wrap okay. this up. Um, she so Rose is like, by the way, no, no, no. Ben disappears first. Ben disappears first before she finds out with Rose. But also, like, first Ben reveals that like he read her first book and like her first book like helped him like while his grandmother was dying and like yeah, it's very. Yeah. And I was like, this man is a ghost, and he still manages like romantic speeches and grand gestures. <laughs> and I'm just like, step it up men <laughs> stepping up these ghosts are showing you up like fucking ben the old man who gives his wife flowers like jesus fucking christ the bars in hell and like these men are ghosts they're they're doing it from hell they're exceeding the bar from hell. they're not i mean they're not in hell they're good people anyway uh yeah and then um she like lets him go she's like you can you can leave and i'm like because, like, he's been, like, making an effort to stay there the whole time. And I'm, like, would he have, like, woken up from his coma earlier if if she, like, had let him go earlier? <laughs> like, if he had No, I think moment? 100% yes. Oh, my God. No, I think that is absolutely the implication. Yes. So she opens her old fan fiction box and she finds a note from her dad that basically reveals that he knew that she was Ann Nichols this whole time and like he had bought every book and that the whole town knew, like literally everyone in the town knew that she was Ann Nichols and was like a big fan of Ann Nichols, which makes the Heather thing very interesting. The fact that Heather was reading at the book club and was like still mean to her, right. even though she knew, I which yeah. I didn't think about until just now. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, and now she believes in love again and Alice and Rose are dating. And then Rose is like, yeah, Ben Andor woke up from his coma. Yeah, Florence is like, what do you mean? He came back from the fucking dead? And Rose is like, I didn't say he died. <laughs> like, But she did say, like Rose did say something like the world is down another fine ass or something, like implying that he was dead. Like it wasn't yeah. just like Florence miscommunicate, like misunderstanding for maybe, sure. Maybe it's just like, well, Ben's in a coma. You know how you atrophy when you're in a coma? Like he can't keep up the ass. He can't. Oh, do that's like, true. That's true. Squats, yeah. So, like, She's like, oh, at least for a month or two, at least for a month or two, we'll be down. Before he gets ass. back to the gym. Right. <laughs> Good. True. True. Rose is vindicated. Yeah. Um, so the whole family is like, you got to go, Florence. Like, I guess by this point, they, like, know who the ghost has been and yeah, that it's not yeah, been the dad because they're like, we figured you would tell us. Which they, um, she did tell them, like, yeah. it's Ben at the card yeah. game. She's like, it's Ben. Yeah. And she gets on a plane and goes to the hospital and – The anxiety in my stomach. Oh, God, Anxiety during this whole scene when she's, like, going to, like, see Ben mm -hmm. in the hospital. I also just – side note, who's been feeding his cat this whole time? It's been a week. No, well, that's, well, that's, feeding what, no, that's what I was thinking except that he did say that, like, in his will – well, but yeah, that's true because his will wouldn't have He's come into dead. effect. Like, yeah, his will didn't come into effect yet. Who's been feeding? No, I know. Dolly well, Laura, 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 Laura. Maybe, but like, why would she be in charge? Apartment? Well, why would she be in charge of his medical care still? 
you know like i'm sure she does still have a key somehow like yeah I'm sure. Yeah. She, well, I mean, she even if she doesn't have a key, she could have like gone to the building and been like, "Hey, this guy's in a coma. His cat's gonna die." You know, like I'm sure there's ways to get around it. Sure. Anyway, like maybe she had power of attorney, like you know, because he doesn't have anyone Here. else. Close. Bizarre. <laughs> well, like she's his medical contact. Like I bet that I don't know yeah. how that works, but yeah, like you maybe. know, I bet there's yeah, yeah. anyway. Anyway, there's an old lady in the elevator with her. Yeah, and and she's like, "What floor?" And the the lady is like, "I think it's finally time to go all the way to the top." Mm-hmm. And then she and then disappears. she disappears. And it's Anne. It turns She's out Anne's to be been Anne. sticking around in the ether for the past five years. Anne's and she could have matchmaking them. She could have come to hang out with Benji this whole time while he was a ghost. I know, but like, yeah, like, Anne's been matchmaking them. Why didn't them? the dad come back? Yeah, like do you have a choice about where you go? Like where you come back? Well, guess, it's like it's whether really you have Benji. unfinished business or not. Yeah. But, like Anne was like, I don't want Ben to be lonely because he doesn't have any family. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh my god, this was like a second. This was like a second, much smaller reveal, like ghost reveal. Right. Right. I was like, oh my god, Anne's in the elevator. (laughs) Like, not only was she fucking dead, but like she's there. (laughs) Oh my god. And then we have another much less satisfactory hospital meeting. Fucking Lee is there, like, and he's like, hey, why are you here? And she's like. Oh, like to see Ben. He's like, oh, it's good you made some connections at all those publishing functions I took you to. (laughs) And then he's like, let's walk together. And they go and they see like Laura, Ben's fiance with him, like in the hospital and they're talking and Laura or Florence like decides not to go in. Not to go in. I was so mad. (laughs) I was so mad. I was like, go in the room. (sighs) I know. I was like, but she does see. Yeah. She does punch Lee in the face. And I was like, Good. Ashley, Good. you knew that you had to give us something. If she wasn't going to go in that hospital wing, like, room, you had to give us something, you God. know. God. He does threaten to file a police report. However, she's like, fuck it, whatever. And then she spends the next few months, like, finishing the last book. She's like, I know exactly how to do it. Yeah, she finishes the book and Anne's agent is like, I want to represent you. And yay, her career is back on track. And finally, like Ben sends her the most sterile email ever. He's like, it was a pleasure working with you on this book. Day. Yeah. Like sincerely, Benji Andor. And Rose yeah. is like, my dude, like it's been months. Just go fucking see him. Like yeah. why? Wait, also something I didn't realize was like yet another reason she wouldn't really want to finish this book is because that means her losing a job, right? Like finishing the book equals losing a job, which I wasn't thinking about. I feel like the incentives are not really lined up there. She has to finish well, the contract, but like – he wouldn't have been paid all the – no, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But still, like, what was she planning to do before she got the agent job? Anyway, yeah, so she goes to goes to see him, and she compares herself on the way. I don't know why I found this so funny. She compares herself to seven drunk ferrets in a trench coat. <laughs> I was just like, absolutely, I don't but absolutely. I see this imagery so well in my. head. Right, like just, perfect, I, and they're all wearing fedoras in my head. Like every, even the perfect, ferret perfect, that is, is still inside the trench coat, like not the ferret that is like sticking out. Like every <laughs> single ferret is wearing a fedora. In this right, coat in right. My mind. God, she goes to talk to him. Oh, we find out that Lee's book come did come out, but like she's just like I don't. He care. never ends up filing the police report because she's like, I have secrets that could make his life very uncomfortable for a while. I'm like, why? Yeah, don't basically you? exposing him for faking a brain tumor. But I do love <laughs> that we have an explanation for why a character doesn't file a warranted police report because yeah. that is my thing. It obviously wasn't as like didn't rile me up as much here because the injured party was like the villain. However, 
Like, yeah, you're like, <laughs> I understand why people didn't exercise their rights. Right. <laughs> she does. As she's going up the elevator to see Ben, she sees a man, a man sweating in his suit in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reminded of your longstanding campaign yeah. to how ridiculous it is that professional men's formal wear for hot weather men's short formal wear yeah yeah you know i was telling my one of my guy friends about this and he was like what and he's like no like shorts and like short sleeves like that's not like formal and and i used rachel your term like (laughs) your phrase like that can be marketed out of you that opinion (laughs) can be marketed out of you you. because quite literally any opinion can be marketed out or into you like i'm sorry Mm -hmm. but yeah Yep. Yeah, like bold of him to be like, oh, fashion standards are like, what's the word? He's like, like no way. Because I was talking like, about, I was inherent. like, listen, there's a gap in the market. I was yeah, like, someone could make a sure. kiss. Someone could figure out how to like right. market that out of people and like yeah. make men's No, and then people say like, oh, but like it will be too cold in the office building. It's like, yeah, the reason the office buildings are so fucking cold are because of the idiotic weather not matching suits. Like, yeah. think about it. We like, all say power. I have right. to like, keep a sweater we, at my desk. We could be saving like, so much energy. Like save the planet, yeah. save your armpits, buy our product. <laughs> right? Save your armpits. We've got a tagline. Pat, copyright pending. That's copyrighted. I'm saying it right yeah. now. That's been copyrighted. I'm writing it down so that it can officially actually be copyrighted. Yeah. So she goes up and she sees that he kept her cactus. And then yeah. he calls his coffee Zoom Zoom Juice. And yeah. she's like, oh, he Wait does a remember second. me. She's like, Wait a second. Yeah. Nobody else would use that loser term. No. I hate that that's like the joke. <laughs> that gave them away but also like yes it works and then yeah so basically it turns out he just like he the reason he hasn't come after her because this whole town this whole time i was like why the fuck hasn't he come to find her right like, even if she's not gonna find him it's because he like thought that he dreamed it and like right. that's fair that's right. that's fair yeah <laughs> right and she fair gives enough. him a signed copy of his book and that's what finally puts him her over book, the edge yeah. to be like wait a second come here come here toots and they make out and She's about like something we haven't said is that her brother w- has been in like a serious relationship and he's marrying his husband. But the, the wedding is happening like like she's supposed to get on a flight to the wedding like right after. Yeah. And she's like, wait a second, just come with me. And he does. And then, yeah, he just comes yeah. to the wedding, and they're just so cute and soft. Like they're just like right. hanging out. We finally get a sex scene, and it involves yeah, a very long and heavy writing metaphor. But for some reason, I was like, "This is super hot." Like you know, <laughs> like you know that like story structure you learn in the fifth grade. That's like the rising action, the mm-hmm. climax, the fall. Like it's that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how is this sexy? How did she pull this off? Right. Understand. But like somehow. Why is this hot? Right. Um, they also say Never I love you, which I was like, this is very like historical romance. Like they've known each other for a week and they're already saying I love you. Really, really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like just the fact that it took them that they were apart long enough for an entire wedding to be planned and to happen. Like, it's just too long. Yeah. It's only been it, a few months, though. It. Like, I think the plan. Yeah. So they have the wedding in the funeral home. And Florence is like, oh, I wonder how Carver got Alice to let him have the wedding in the funeral home for free. And I'm mm-hmm. like, she would have charged him? Dude. Like, Rachel, I would just like to make some. Do they clear. really you say that? ever in the position to. Yes. I was like, if you are ever in the. Like, if any of us ever, like, own some sort of house and someone wants. To, and, like, one of us wants to have a wedding there and the other person, like, even thinks about charging, like, 
I will riot. Like, you're disinherited. <laughs> no, you're much done. less like the family funeral home, right? It's not even like, like, okay, no. I mean, it'd be one thing if like Alice had started a wedding business, okay? And yeah. he was having his wedding there on a, on a Saturday in the season. So like, not only would like she would be giving up a ton of income, you know what I mean? Sure. Something like that. Like that's one thing. But no, it's literally like their family like property. Yeah. Like having a wedding at the funeral home. Insane. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um and then just the last thing, um the old couple, the wife finally died and so like they're reunited. Yeah. Um, and also Ben can see ghosts now. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. It's not just her. Yeah, there's a murder of crows cawing in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Also, when he's – sorry, when she's introducing him, there's, like, so many um, puns, like, ghost puns. Oh, yeah. This this – Like, I didn't think you stood – I stood a ghost of a chance. You were deadly serious. I love that you were a free spirit. (laughs) Well, all of the chapter titles are also, like, ghost puns. Like, they're all, like – Oh, I missed that. It's all – not, like, ghost – they're all, like, some sort of dead, like – they're, like, either, like, plays on, like, dead movie title, like, ghost movie titles or, like, common phrases or, like, they're all great. I was, like, I really – and they all, like, fit with the content of the chapter. Mm. I was always very, like – Very impressive, Ashley. With the ability to, like, not only have this, like, consistent amount, like, 30 mm-hmm. plus puns but like also have them like go along with each chapter. I was like she put she put work into this and good work it's Ashley and it's appreciated good work all right cat scale well Very Dolly Parton I feel like immediate despite the fact that Dolly Parton didn't make it on scene yeah. her name I feel like makes up for it just the oh, fact definitely. that it's a cat pun name no, and like, that he fabulous. has a cat yeah that yeah. so he wrote his cat he has a cat and like, she everything has a pun into, yeah. name yeah, right. everything goes to the cat. It's like yeah. that, like the tree that owns itself. <laughs> but so I feel like there were only other like two other cat things. Those cancel out. So it's really just like the net that's left is Dolly Parton, which like is a few Dolly points. Purton. Well, I also just feel like ghost, like Halloweeny, like you know, like but it's very black cat adjacent. Maybe, know? maybe. Like it's spooky sure. season. I feel like spooky sure. season belongs to the cats. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, just like the derogatory cat lady, but nevertheless, yeah, that was very rude. Okay, three, two, one, three, five. All right, four. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. This is a lovely enough. one. Thank you, listeners, for suggesting it. Thank you, Twitter, for telling me that it has a happy ending because otherwise <laughs> I never would have read this very lovely book. <laughs> uh, burned too many times. <laughs> I feel like we also had a lot of recommendations in this uh, book. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's like a, it's almost like a primer. Yeah, it's almost like a romance book primer. Like if you wanted to just like read this yeah. as your first book and then like get other ideas, it'd be a good yeah, like it's a good little like encyclopedia. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I get like I get why she didn't have her like really take down Lee because it, it would feel almost a, t- a bit too like gratuitous. Like what's the word where it's like wish fulfillment? It's like it would be almost too <sighs> yeah. easy if like it actually I mean, worked out because in real life, like think about it, someone comes forward as an accuser, you're going to be in litigation for years and probably be slandered by like his book publisher press. I don't think, and, like, I didn't, I didn't think that she needed to sue him. I think I just wanted her to write but, like, try, Sure, sure, sure. But like still, yeah. yeah. But no, no, I, I understand that. But on the other hand, I'm like, it's fiction. <laughs> and you know. No, I know, I know. But you know what I mean? 
I know what you mean, but like this is a common resolution in romance, right? Is that it's like the character didn't get revenge against like, the person who wronged them, but like they like you know moved past it and like healed right. and like what they realized that like yeah. it doesn't have to like control their life. And I was like, yes, that's healthy, that's good. This is a positive like character arc that like we should encourage, but also revenge it's not really revenge. revenge it's just like setting the scores like maybe know. even like it's she like doesn't even expose like him lee gets hit by a car of the story. oh no that wouldn't have walking no, and he gets hit by a car no not unless she somehow got the money out of that deal because like the punch it no because i don't i don't really think that's, that's the thing is also like why are we saying that like physical violence is like a better <laughs> I mean, I think that just like be, taking him down with the pen. I think the world would be a better place without Lee in it, frankly. <laughs> I think this world. He Even seems like, like a disgrace. Overall, he seems like overall a terrible person that nobody mm. actually likes. He's horrible to her. He like Benji doesn't really like him. Like the only reason he talks to him is because they used to work together. Like, yeah. Yeah. It seems like nobody actually likes this man. No. <laughs> so that's true. where can they find us, Rachel? No, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> they can find us on instagram facebook and tiktok at we read it one night uh you can email us we read it one night at gmail.com you can check us out on redbubble if you want merch we read it one night um we read it podcast. Can, uh, we read it podcast also on twitter we read it podcast um and yeah leave us a five-star rating and review you know like a listener like let us know does the fact that we are constantly complaining about like which one of us has to say this spiel like does that like turn you You off that actually following you could cut it out (laughs) i know but it's i think it's funny (laughs) but like listener let us know like do you think it's funny do you think it's like fun banter (laughs) or are you like i'm not gonna like they don't even like saying like talking about it no it's not that i don't like talking about it it's that my brain short circuits every time i have to like remember what to say even though it's like it's like slight variations of the same thing but like it's it's so too much it's like short too too much much. yeah tmi for my for me for my poor little brain (laughs) for a little noggin yeah all right (laughs) godspeed comrades godspeed (laughs) 